Jim, what are we uh, what are we talking about today, Jim? Uh, happiness and uh, custom homes. Um, that it's a, but uh, no, it's a, the I'll get to the, ha- get the ha- I'll start with happiness. Custom home. I, I talk, we are going to talk about uh, production homes versus custom homes. Cool. Um, but no, the one happy story. Uh, I was I've coached soccer for I think 16 years, girls soccer, and you know it's my 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 level of coaching is to ensure that they love the game. Yeah. If you want to if you want to find you know if you're if you're talented enough and willing willing to put in the time and the effort, there are real soccer coaches who can you know do that. But I've coached for 15 or 16 years, and my girls you know love soccer. My job is to make sure that they love soccer, and this is my last season coaching, and. I was at practice the other day and it started to rain and uh, I looked at my assistant coach and I was like, you know, I'm just going to let him play. Yeah. And so I, we had most of my girls, there was, we have 17 on the team. We had 14 there, I think. And I split, split them into teams and then just stepped back. And she, my assistant coach and I just, you know, watched them play. And for an hour and 15 minutes, they played soccer. And they giggled the whole freaking time. Awesome. They had so much fun. They just played. They, it was just joyful. They were, they were subbing. Out in the, the rain. Yeah, they're, they're out in the rain. So, you yeah. know, they've, they, most of these kids have never played in the rain huh. because we're so protective of our crappy, crappy fields in Albemarle County yeah. that if, if it starts to drizzle, we get off the field because yeah. we have to save it. But it was, I don't know, it was just, it, for me, it, was, it sounds hyperbolic but it was a little bit magical to watch you know these these girls play soccer no yeah. yelling no coaching no direction just go, go play. play a game yeah and it was i don't know I, that's I, awesome i have two practices left and then we have a tournament and i think that one of the practices next week is gonna be that it's, it's just, a good it's go a good play. point you bring up i mean so uh my uh when i was growing up and yeah. i ran cross country and like we always took a lot of pride like when when it was raining we went out and ran right and we would always make fun of the football team or the soccer team that would come inside, partly to protect their fields, but like, right. oh, we can't practice in the rain. It's like, no, we cross cut we're we're out to go run in the rain. And like those are my favorite practices we had because the coach didn't want to be out there. So he was like, guys, go and put an hour outside. Yeah. Like, you know, just go run for an hour. Well, Call I, told, it. I told them at the they end. They were the best practices we had because like nobody nobody left. Like we obviously had the faster runners on the team and the, and the everyone ran together. We yeah. were all just like looking for mud puddles to go jump into and throw each other into. And like those are the best practices, and man. Those, those are the ones you remember. Yeah. And I, I told I told my girls at the end of the practice, and I wasn't being again, I wasn't exaggerating, but I wasn't trying to be overly like mushy or whatever. But I said, girls, remember this practice. Yeah, because I guarantee you, you will have very few of these in your lives. Yeah, and it's true. It's true. You look back, and you know, you remember the you know, riding in the rain. They were the best, the rain, running yeah. in the rain, whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that was. There's something about. There's something about. I mean, you know, you're always taught as a kid, like, oh, it's raining, get out of the rain, or don't jump in the pub. Like, no, like this is a moment where you're like actively being told that thing you weren't supposed to do. Go do that, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. And yeah, like you said, you don't get a lot of those, and so it's an invaluable experience. Yeah. So that was that's my my happy vignette of the day. I'm. Good, man. Um, we need those. But yeah, so but custom homes. Custom homes, uh, new construction in Charlotte, Albemarle has been um, running rampant. Phenomenal building permit numbers, lots of new construction. Um, but w- what we've seen it, it, since when the recession kicked in 10, 12 years ago, there was a, a retrenchment of 
size of home. You saw people were going from like, oh, I need 3,500 square foot home to I need smaller because it costs you know, less to heat and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And now we're seeing a return of the the massive production houses. But one of the things that, that, I, that has struck me, and I've written about this a couple of times, is the, the difference in building a custom home and building a production home. Mm-hmm. Production homes, you know, you're cho- you're choosing you're choosing a box in which to live that was designed for the masses, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a vanilla box. Nothing wrong with it. I, re- I represent a lot of buyers who buy them. Yeah, um, you know, but you, you're choosing saying, hey, I think one of these three boxes is, is going to fit me and my family. Whereas a custom home, you have the opportunity to, as some of my folks do, is I had one one where they literally drew a sketch on a piece of paper hmm. and said, I think this is where we want to live. Uh, and others will go online, they'll find three or four floor plans, and they'll say, these are ones that I think kind of fit us, but how can we make them really fit and define us? Sure. So it, it's it's a choice that people are, are able to make if they have the, the frankly, the, the cost differential is minimal because with a smaller custom home, better built in many cases, you're going to have a more, more energy efficient, lower cost of ownership, and designed for you and your family for a longer period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think that when I look at the cost differential, the co- the real cost difference is time. Yeah. Because you go to a production builder and say, oh, it's March 15th. Um, what's what's today? May, today's May 18th. Um, it's May 18th, uh, and I want to build a house. And you can, if you contract with a production builder, you can be in in 145, 150 days. Hmm. So that fits a lot of people's rapid timelines. Whereas with the custom home, realistically, you're looking at a 6 to 12-month process. So the 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 real cost is time. It's time. Time yeah. and upheaval of family and management and patience and all of those intangibles. Because when you're doing those two, like as the build's going, you're going to go in and be like, oh, I actually like these light fixtures better than those light fixtures. Mm-hmm. And that means more time. Or what about these cabinets versus that? those cabinets, which is going to increase your budget on, yep. on, the, on the home as well. But yeah, there's just... And you're able takes to, time. And it and it evolves. I mean, I have one, uh, I represent a builder here, and there and he works with his wife, does a, does the design work. And one of the houses that they built, she walked in when it was a spec house and she said, Yeah, I don't like that archway. We need to square that off. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, we will do that. And it works, but you have that opportunity to come in with a custom home and say, I don't that's not working for me. Versus with a production home, you walk in and say, that's not working for me. That's oh, prefabbed. Well, Sorry. That's, that's yeah. what you're getting. Yep. You can get white or off-white or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are your choices. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's something that uh, what we've seen in the last three to five years is that the production builders have been making massive, I won't even call them inroads, but they are making significant increases in volume of what they're producing, in, in large part because they're able to deliver at a perceived lower cost and at a much more rapid timeline of delivery. Uh, and I think that there are... I feel like the timeline is like the biggest factor to that. Yeah. I mean, if you come in, again, you come in in March. I mean, March, I said March 15th. That's an, a busy time for, for con- contracts. You come in March 15th, you want to be in by the start of the school year. Yeah. Right. Production, you can achieve that. Right. Whereas, you know, custom, realistically, probably not. Yeah. And also on that is I, the Albemarle County, I know shortened the timeline uh, of, of enrollment because it used to be you could go and say, hey, I'm new to the area. I'm renting in CityWalk Apartments in downtown Charlottesville, but I have a contract to purchase in Foothill Crossing in the Crozet, I think it's Crozet Elementary. Well, in, in the Crozet or say Henley Middle School. Sure. 
and say, here's my contract. I want to enroll my kids in Henley, even though we're not really living in Crozet yet. And it used to be a shorter timeline, but now, or a longer timeline, but now it has to be within like two months or three months or something short like that. Right. So you don't get that opportunity to come and become part of that community. Right. And that, you know, so for some of my clients, that's the, that is the, the, the differentiator between I'm going to build the home that I really want, but at a longer timeline, or I'm going to b- build a home that's, eh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's a fine house. There's nothing wrong with it. And we will be happy there. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. Do you, I mean, it's the end of the school year in 2018. So like mm-hmm. you're, you know, this is technically the time when things are kind of ramping up. What? Do you, do you, do you, are you seeing a difference in, in, in new home versus, versus resales? It's, it, it's, it's interesting, man. I mean, we're seeing because there's so many homes being built right now, especially in Crozet. Are, are you finding that there's more, more purchases of of new builds versus pre like versus resales? Yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll, one, I'll run, I will run the broad numbers uh, after this sh- after this pod. We can uh, send them to the blog too. That yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was. I mean, I, I ran the numbers for uh, one neighborhood in particular uh, in Crozet and. On Monday, and I've, I've related to this, these these numbers a couple times this week. So it was when I ran it on on Monday of this uh, this week. There were twenty one single family detached homes on the market. Seven of them had not had price reductions. Three of those seven were owned or or are owned by folks associated with the real estate industry. So twenty one resale is a significant number. Yeah, the fact that most of them have had price reductions is a, is a clear indicator that the re, that the resale market is being hammered by new construction. Sure. So people come in and they have the option to either buy a you know five hundred twenty five thousand dollar resale home that's seven years old. So in that lifetime, you're going to need to spend thirty to forty maybe of of upgrades and HVAC. What we're seeing is the dynamic of a buyer comes in and they look at a house and in that their expected horizon in that home seven to ten years. They're going to have to spend, you know, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars of upgrades of, you know, water heater, HVAC, roof, you know, the systems, the of stuff, home. yeah, you know, carpet, floors, whatever. Or they can spend six fifty or six seventy five, and get a new home that where they have, you know, seven to ten years of, we don't have to do anything. Right. One, most of those people will not paint. <laughs> right. I've been in fifteen year old homes that have have new construction, you know, the contractor grade paint in it. Mm-hmm. So they just move in and they live. Yeah. And it's not the perfect home for them. It's not the perfect location, but it gives them the the freedom to live rather than fix. Right. Um, so it's the the resale homes I suspect are going to come as new construction costs have risen and as interest rates rise. I think we're going to start to see the resale homes are going to gain. Hey everybody, wanted to take a quick break to talk about rockfish. I'm sure you're all aware that the music industry has changed pretty dramatically over the last decade. Artists are able to create more music than ever before. We know because we're out here making those records with them. We're working with talented up and coming artists that big labels ignore. Our mission is to make great records and create a closer connection between artists, their fans, old and new, and the recording company. 
It's really pretty simple. For a subscription starting at $3 per month, you get access to our entire archive of music. And inside, you not only get the records we're producing, but all kinds of rough tracks, alternate takes, and bonus material. You're gonna access all of the stages of the recording process. So go check us out at rockfishmusic.com and subscribe. If you're a music fan, this is an amazing way to access new music and directly support independent artists. Seems like every home being built in Crozet right now is going to be at least four fifty or up. Uh, at least, if, if not at least five five fifty. Uh, land costs, regulatory costs. I mean, I had a client, uh, actually a builder, a number of years ago, probably five years ago, told me that to deliver a a, a single family lot to the market in Albemarle County costs ninety to one hundred thousand dollars, just from a you know carrying costs, regulatory costs, you know everything associated with saying big piece of land, lots of small pieces of land, hundred grand. So that puts the the you know they need to, you know they need to sell. Then the you lot. put a two hundred fifty thousand dollar home on that three hundred thousand dollar home on that. Well then, well plus you know they need some profit. So, I mean, on they need profit on the land. So and this under, might this might be getting into like we may need to do like a bigger pot on this eventually. But I mean, this is one of those things. The number one issue in Charlottesville right now is affordable homes. Huh? We've talked about it on this pod repeatedly, mm-hmm. and. We've been talking about how, well, there's nothing in town anymore, in the city anymore. Right. So people are starting to come out to Crozet. But now I'm looking at every new construction in Crozet starting at $500,000. So that's no longer affordable. But if what you're talking about is like the city and the county have certain restri- certain things that are going on mm-hmm. that like a developer has no choice but well, to price a home at that cost. Well, and it's also the the rezoning process is is such a cumbersome thing that... You know, if you take a big piece of land, and you could either do by right of forty single-family homes, or you do a creative process that could be, you know, ninety or one hundred and fifty, you know, smaller, attached, denser product. It could take five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, to get to the point of being denied. Yeah, I mean, that's money. Yeah, you know, that's 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 very real, legitimate, serious money. Yeah, and so if if a if someone looks at their at the the analysis of I can do, you know. 40 or 50 single family homes for 550 or 6 or I could do 100 at 350 or 4 but I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get there why bother going through the process of trying to do something good if you don't have the assurance that, you're, that the rezoning yeah. is going to allow for that and that's you know I do put part of this on some of this on the developers I mean you know they need to be developing homes that people can afford mm-hmm. um but a developer's in business to make money. Yeah. And you can't expect them to not be in that business. Well, if they don't make money, they don't go, they, they don't stick around. They, right. right. I mean, and then, yeah. So, I mean, there's no answer. I mean, we, 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 I think we will definitely keep talking about this and keep working through this, but there's no answer that says this is how you create affordability. I mean, I think part of it is is increasing stuff on the market. We're That's bringing more people. Whole, more people. We have less roads. Yep. But not we don't have less roads. We don't have more roads for more people. Well, we also jobs don't. is the other question that I have about that. If yeah. you're bringing that people that many people to Crozet, there are there jobs offsetting that, or are these people working in the city? And if they're working in the city, then you know that I'm going to bring up where are those people driving to work? Right, they're going to be on two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's we in the county. We will figure that out in twenty five years, or we'll start to have that conversation. about what are we going to do with the infrastructure? It's just we don't we don't plan. You know, we don't plan effectively with respect to infrastructure. 
But I think that it's, you know, putting in new inventory, putting more stuff on the market is where it's a starting point.